and thank you for joining us for another episode of A Matter of Public Health. It's the podcasting service of the Kent County Health Department, located in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm Steve Kelso, Marketing Communications Manager at the Kent County Health Department. Joining me today, Dr. Adam London. Good day. Good day, Steve. And by phone, we have Dr. Nirali Bora. She's the medical director here at the Kent County Health Department. How are you today, Nirali? Thank you for joining us. I am doing well. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you. Let's get right into it here today, uh, Adam, and let's talk about where we are with the numbers. We're seeing uh, we're seeing a pretty good decline. There's something to feel good about there. Yeah, we're not where we want to be yet, but we're certainly trending in the right direction. So I, I think everyone knows we've been in the midst of this Omicron surge here for the last several weeks. And before that, we were just really coming off the Delta surge back in December. Uh, but a week or so ago, we were seeing about 1,200 new diagnosed cases per day. Uh, now we're seeing uh, a little less than 600. So we've cut that, that rate down about in half. We've also seen the positivity rate of those tests come down a bit. We were up over 40% a couple weeks ago. Now we're down just below 30%, so still way too high. That's still way too many positive cases every day. Uh, we still have uh, our hospitals that, you know, their numbers are improving, but there's still an awful lot of people who are in the hospitals, who are on ventilators, and there's still a bunch of kids too. Um, and that's one thing that I, th- I think people assume or they've heard an awful lot that kids don't get hurt by this. And, uh, and thankfully, uh, they haven't been hurt as much as other age groups. But the reality is a bunch of kids have been hurt. And we've got, uh, you know, a, a couple dozen kids who are in the hospital right now, including about seven or eight who are on ventilators right now. So there are uh, impacts to all parts of the community. You know, Dr. Borer, we had some, uh, some exciting news this week as Pfizer has submitted application to the FDA for a dose that would um, would be for children under the age of five that would uh, that would essentially make vaccine available to 19 million estimated children in this country tell me what you're hearing about that and bring us up to speed a little bit on what that application means and where we go to from here yeah so my understanding is that um, there will be a meeting with the VRBPAC, the verb pack group, that will be meeting on February 15th uh, to review the vaccines for this age group. And then after that, the ACIP, the um, Advisory Committee on Immunizations, will be meeting after that to discuss this. And then it would go to, so there's still a longer process and what would have to happen to make sure that they're, you know, taking their time to really understand and review the data to make sure this is the best vaccine for children that can be out there. So hopefully we'll know um, more in several weeks um, when this vaccine will be approved. Help me understand all of that as I'm listening at home, maybe the end of this month, mid-next month, we might have that vaccine available? That would, yeah, that, I mean, I think there's still a lot that's unknown, um, but I think the earliest that we would anticipate would be towards the end of this month. You know, I wanted to talk to you, too. We, we've seen, we have not done very well in this country of getting vaccine into younger children's arms. Why are families waiting? Which is the right choice here? If I'm going, you know, Mm -hmm. I hear some things about that vaccine, but I don't want them to get COVID either. Uh, I'm weighing those two things in the balance. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good question. And I think it's one that, you know, it's important for parents because parents want to do what's best for their children. No matter what that is, they want to make sure they understand what they're doing and why they're doing something to make sure it's safe. And so I really appreciate that parents are thinking about this. Um, You know, as a physician, as a public health professional, my children are vaccinated, um, and the reason for that is I, a couple of reasons. One is that I don't want them to get COVID. So just as Dr. London was saying, 
there are real there are real risks to children uh, to getting COVID. They can end up in the hospital. They can end up in the ICU. They can end up um, having breathing issues. But even if they don't get very sick, they can have long-term impacts from COVID. They are, and family physicians will tell you that they see children who have had symptoms like fatigue, like headaches, um, like brain fog, things that we don't want our children to have to deal with. So that is why I felt very confident in giving my children a vaccine that's been proven to be safe. Um, and at this point, with how much COVID there is out there, the choice that I'm making for my children is, do I want them to get COVID or do I want them to get a vaccine that will give them the immune response that they need to better fight COVID when they actually are exposed in the future? Yeah, you know, Steve, I, I think it's it's very normal and natural for, for parents to have that, that concern, right? You know, we all want to do what's best for our kids. And I believe that every single parent in Kent County and throughout our region wants what's best for their kids and sometimes you know there's a lot of information out there not all that seems to be aligned um you know people are confused uh and so i, I think it's important for us to keep sharing this, this good information and, and so everyone knows i also have a, a child who's in that uh, that that you know one to five age group i have a three-year-old um and i am very comfortable uh with the vaccine when it becomes when it's recommended becomes available uh, all of our other children are vaccinated um We've seen the pros and the cons of vaccine and vaccine-preventable illnesses. Uh, as a nation, we've seen how, how catastrophic COVID can be. We've also seen historically chickenpox and measles and pertussis and polio and, and so many other illnesses that have just devastated children over the ages. Uh, and so when it does become available, I can tell you, you know, my family will be right there at the front of the line uh, eager to get it. You know, you mentioned misinformation. This is one of the things in my reading I see public health officials all over the country talking about parents out there attempting to do their own research on this and finding misinformation at every turn. And one of the other obstacles that they're citing that maybe the two of you can help me understand better, they're saying that making the appointments to get their kids vaccinated is turning into a bit of a bear, that they're having some trouble with pediatricians' offices and and uh, pharmacies as well. Are either of you hearing that going on out there? So just, I mean, we, I think each community has different ways that they're getting vaccines out to their communities. But right now there is, pl there are plenty of open appointments at a variety of different places for vaccines. So right now there should not be that barrier. There may have been though, for sure, earlier on when the vaccines were approved. Um, but right now our pharmacies have vaccine, the health department has vaccine, many pediatrician and family medicine offices have vaccine available. So hopefully that is not a barrier right now. Yeah, and I haven't heard or seen that in our personal experience either. You know, we um, have gotten our other children vaccinated and recently got boosters uh, for uh, for my teenagers and, and had no problem whatsoever using a local pharmacy, made an appointment that was the next day, got in, got that taken care of. So we're really thankful here in West Michigan that we do have a partnership of vaccine providers uh, in provider offices, at pharmacies, our local health departments, and other places. Uh, the many clinics in the community, uh, there's a lot of vaccine, and uh, and it's readily available. And I think for the most part, people can get a vaccine a vaccine appointment within a day or two uh, at many locations right here. All right, very good. What can we do about this misinformation out there? Where can I, where can we turn to get good information? Well, I, I certainly think it's important for people to uh, to realize that there there is a lot of bad information out there, and there are. Uh, entities that have uh, an interest in trying to sow discontent in our neighborhoods, in our communities, and, and doing the best we can to, to set aside uh, that inflammatory stuff that's not backed up with good resource, not backed up with, with, with good 
uh, with good information and really look towards the agencies uh, and the officials who are well trained, they're educated, and they're trusted to provide information. And certainly, we look to the CDC, we look to our research universities, we look to the FDA, uh, and certainly your local health departments. Uh, we're all linked together and we're all doing our very best to provide information because this is our, these are our communities, we care about them, uh, we don't have any personal interest to try to sow discontent or to try to confuse our communities. We're just trying to make home as safe for everyone as possible. Dr. Bora, help us understand just how important it is to get your children vaccinated. You know, I think everybody is ready to go back into the community to have some sense of normal. And I think the vaccines are really has what has allowed us to do that. And so I think as a parent, as a physician, I want people to be out in the community. I want people to be able to gather. I want people to be in school. I don't want children to have to miss school because they test positive for COVID. Um, and so I think vaccines help us do just that. We need our kids to be social. We need them to be on the activities that they want to be in. Um, and we need them to be healthy in the process. And so it's just exciting that we have this tool that will let our children do that. And Dr. Barr makes a really and good point. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dr. Barr. No, the only other thing, the source of information that you had mentioned, you know, as a family doc, that's kind of also what my profession prides itself on. We are here as a resource. So talk to your doctor. If you have questions about, is this the right choice to make for my child, for my family, talk to your doctor. They know you. They know your health concerns. They know your family. Um, and they can help you give, get the information that you need so you can make a decision that you feel very confident. Yeah, and I was just going to add that, that, that the point that you made about our desire to, to see kids uh, active and in school in person and involved in sports and in all kinds of extracurricular activities, you know, I think there are some people who, who think that we're trying to shut down life as we know. Right. We're trying to shut everything down because we're trying to exercise control over, you know, the world or some, some silly thing. Not true at all. And I, I think we very clearly recognize that the wellness of our children across every domain, their their health, their ability to grow up into to well socialized functioning um, adults and to be thriving and successful depends in large part on their ability to engage in our community and being in school in person. And we'd like to see you know masks not needed. We'd like to see uh, events happen and, and, and gatherings happen. Um, and we want to get back there as soon as possible. Uh, and we just want to do that in a way that doesn't result in kids getting hurt by a disease that can be, be prevented or to be harmed when their, their grandparents or their parents are hospitalized or impacted by this. So, yeah, it, it's a burden. And it's, it's been suffering to go through some of these, these prevention and some of these restrictions. Um, but we desperately want, here in public health, we desperately want to get back to life the way we all would like it. Well, because certainly there are other public health concerns when people are not living that kind of life, is, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we know that uh, it's very stressful. We know that uh, there can be, you know, mental health consequences. Uh, but there's also m stress and mental health consequences when mom or dad are hospitalized. Right. So it, it's, it's tough. And it, that's something that we rarely admit also. It's tough right now for everyone. Dr. Bora, crystal ball time. Are we getting back towards what we would consider normal? Are we in the fifth inning, seventh inning? Where are we in this ball game? <laughs> I really want to say I think so. I'm scared to say that. Um, but but I do have a glimmer of hope, you know. Um, I think we see our cases dropping rapidly. And I think people have, you know, who have chosen to get vaccinated have helped all this process. I think there are people still thinking about it. Um, 
And people who have been infected also have some level of protection right now, especially if they've been infected in the past few weeks. So I think so. I think we're in a we're in a hopeful place right now, um, and it is exciting. But I also want to make sure that we keep vigilance. Not that everyone needs to keep vigilant, but I think um, things change rapidly. So optimistically cautious right now. Dr. London, final thoughts? Well, I just appreciate uh, you know Dr. Bora and the work that she has done as our medical director throughout this pandemic. Uh, Steve, I appreciate the work that you've done as our communications director. I think so much of what we've done has been a, 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 an issue of messaging. And I want to thank people who are listening to this podcast who have done so much to make good decisions to protect themselves and their, their, their family, their neighbors, and, and this whole community. As we're doing our thank yous, I want to thank Dr. Nerali Boris. She is the medical director here at the Kent County Health Department. I want to thank Dr. Adam London again for joining me um, here again for another episode of A Matter of Public Health. He's the director of the Kent County Health Department. And I want to thank you, the listener, for listening to A Matter of Public Health. Remember, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.